All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. McDonald's every day. It's got to be good for you. It's working for some people. It sure as hell is. Man, maybe. It just don't... But you know what it's not? What? You know, McDonald's every day, you may think, oh, it's affordable for us. No, it's not. Not compared to the rotisserie chicken. Oh, here we go with the rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Honest to goodness, it is the best value in America. $5 for a a a juicy rotisserie chicken you can feed a family of four easily. Look, even if you take the seven, eight, or nine dollar rotisserie chicken, that's a pretty good deal. It's still a great deal. Right. right. Because I think they only have the natural ones at Deerberg's because there are like rotisserie chickens and what they call the natural rotisserie chicken. I don't know. I think it was $7.99. That's all they had. Mm-hmm. So I bought it with two sweet potatoes. That is a nutritious, healthy meal for $8.37. Before we get on to the less important business yeah. of the day, I did tell you about the time that I bought a rotisserie chicken. This was within the last couple of months. Uh. And I had a little bit of it, and it's so hot. I could when barely, you bring it home, it's I so hot. I could barely hot. carry it in the yeah. store. I had to, like, put the potatoes under it. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's it, Yes. Yeah. By the time you get it home, it's still hot. So I ate a little bit of the chicken, mm-hmm. and I had it on the counter because I don't like putting you don't like really pudding? hot food directly oh. in the fridge. Right. And I don't think you're supposed to anyway. Sounds so, wrong. Yeah. So I didn't. And I, I'm like, I'm going to let it cool down, then I'll put it in. Left it overnight. No. Totally forgot. So three-fourths that- of a chicken... It just it's it makes you sick to it your makes stomach. Me, it makes me sad. I would I think I probably would have cried because one time I was trying to like meal plan, be healthy. I bought five salmon fillets, which is not cheap. It's not expensive like steak, but it's not cheap. And I grilled them and they were hot and I didn't want to put them in the fridge. I left them on the counter and I think I cried the next it's, morning. It is devastating. I did that with a pizza once too. But the pizza is very sad, but yep. not as sad as a rotisserie chicken. No, it's, it, it really isn't. We started the show by talking about um, Hunter Biden, who appeared. He didn't have to go, but it he... It was a surprise. It was a surprise. He he appeared at a um, an oversight hearing on his contempt of Congress thing because mm-hmm. he did not honor a subpoena and instead held a press conference. This was several weeks ago. And as soon as Marjorie Taylor Greene started talking, he walked out. And made sort of a production. It's it's weird, and it also just gives her fodder, to be honest. If you're going to show up, he shows up after he refused to testify privately, said, I want to do it publicly, address the media outside, the whole hullabaloo. Then he surprises everyone by showing up to this. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Hunter? Hunter? I don't think there's a T in there, Hunter. <laughs> Hunter, you're afraid of my words. And here's the thing. Um, it looks bad. I mean, it's difficult 
for Marjorie Taylor Greene to not look like the worst person in any situation. And in that isolated clip, she didn't because Biden got up. Hunter Biden got up and walked out when she started talking, which is just fodder. I said it's hard to unpack a situation when everyone involved is an idiot. I have zero allegiance to Hunter Biden. I don't care what happens to him. I would be afraid if you had any allegiance to Hunter Biden. If he he goes to jail for the rest of his life, then I... Well, I am... You know how I feel about wrongfully convicted people? That really upsets me if somebody's wrongfully convicted. I don't imagine he would be wrongfully convicted if he went to jail. So I don't really care, right? If if that happens, that's not a thing. But um, I do understand... Maybe not wanting to hear Marjorie Taylor Greene talk and getting up and walking out. But you and have to know what makes, that's going to cost. And you have I, to know I, how I that's going to be perceived. On that. It looks, it looks Stupid. silly. Yeah. It looks silly. But I also agree with the idea that if they want him to testify to them about all of these mi- wrongdoings that he's uh, committed, then it should absolutely be public. They should do it in a public forum. They should have an actual hearing and not something behind closed doors where they can take what they want from it and spin it however they want. It should be we should whatever he says, whether he's lying or not, we need to have it done publicly so that we can all watch it in real time. Yeah. Also, and and, and again, we were talking about the different issues and Jared Kushner and the Saudis, and I get it, and I've criticized Trump ad nauseum, and. I know there are Republicans who are very hypocritical, who are making, who are uh, almost have a monomaniacal fixation on Hunter Biden. And I can see the hypocrisy of that when they don't look at Trump and his actions or Trump's kids or Trump's business dealings. But it doesn't discount the fact that Hunter Biden, he himself has made this a story. He's using his dad's name. And Joe Biden is using, has used an alias had used an alias in hundreds of emails to Hunter Biden and his business partners while he was vice president. There's Burisma, Ukraine. It's all very, very skeevy. I am disgusted with all of it. But to your point, if Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be this upset about Hunter Biden, which is upsetting, well, you also need to look at your own side, Donald Trump and his kids. And i that's what I want. I want both sides of this issue to be equally interested in all of it, both Democrats and Republicans. If you're interested in Hunter Biden, you better be interested in Jared Kushner. And the reverse is also true. Because ultimately it hurts the American people. Absolutely. Because that that's the team that we should all be worried about. It should not be Team Democrat, Team Republican. It should be Team America. Team America. That was a team movie. Team America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. see it. Uh, there's no way you did. <laughs> That would not be a movie for Amy. No, it's not. Can you imagine making Amy watch Team America? No, because I saw part of it and I turned away. There's just You would hate it. Oh, my God. That'd be really funny. As a punishment for losing fantasy football or something. So there is an effort by the Clayton School Board um, to purchase a a piece of property um, owned by Calaris and do something with it. They don't really know exactly what that would be, but there is pushback against it. And the long view is that this is probably one of the most uh, important pieces of real estate in our entire region. It's it's in the geographic center, which is Clayton, of our workforce community, our major offices, our major employers. So geographically, it's a very, very important site. 
nine contiguous acres of land and and it should really be developed to its highest and best use, regardless of who developed it. That is Bob Clark, executive chairman and yeah. CEO of Clayco, joining us today. Because it is prime real estate in, you know, the business hub of the St. Louis area, Clayton. And it's this massive campus. It's nine acres, two buildings, over 340,000 square feet. Uh, the Clayton High School doesn't necessarily have specific plans. It's not like they are lacking a facility or space and said, this is the piece of property we've been waiting for. They're just saying they're going to make it an empowerment campus dot, 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 whatever that means. What's interesting is there were previous attempts by CRG, which is the development arm of Clayco, and by Peer Property Group uh, in 2023, Peer Property, 2022, CRG, to develop the site. And those those proposals fell through. I mean, CRG in 2022 had a $500 million proposal development proposal that include condos a hotel maybe even a lifetime fitness and it fell through and so i understand that they want that property to be developed especially because clayton was hit hard by the pandemic i know people probably aren't shedding tears for clayton but it it is important that restaurants don't leave stores don't leave because you want the area as a whole to be vibrant um but if some of the biggest developers can't do it or couldn't do it, I mean, it's a big ask. And Claris yeah. just wants to dump it. And it is a good spot of land. It's right there by that, really uh, just north of Shaw Park, right? It's You kind of mm-hmm. go down a... It's off Forsyth. Yeah. yeah. So if, Forsyth you, if you know where Straub's is in mm-hmm. Clayton, and you just ha- head a little bit further down Forsyth, uh, you'll see it. Across from really close to Gay Avenue, and then um, McGraw's, I think, is all right there. Yeah, I don't know where that is, but it's real close to 170. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we also spoke to Representative Justin Hicks, who is uh, out of District 108 and is uh, pushing to eventually bring charter schools to St. Charles County. What I'm proposing is that we in St. Charles County start broadening and giving more educational options uh, to parents for their kids. Um uh, school choice has kind of been a topic that us in the legislature have been grappling with, trying to figure out how we can give parents more choices when it comes to their children's education. And charter schools, in my opinion, is one of those steps to get there. It's saying, hey, we yes, we have public schools out there and everything, but public schools aren't for every kid. And not every single parent can afford private schools. So charter schools are an option as well for parents to give different educational options to their kids. And so this is why I sponsor. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This legislation. Yeah, and I, my underlying feeling on public education is I don't really care for the assault on it. I think it is very important that we have public education in this country. Mm -hmm. It is a good thing. And we should make sure that all the schools, not even just St. Charles, but schools in, in particular, underprivileged areas that aren't funded the way they should be funded, those people 
who live there, the kids that go to those schools would be far better off if they were. I, I just don't like the undertones of, well, public school, yeah, it's fine. It's got its place. But um, taking funding away from them, I don't think ultimately is going to be a good thing. Yeah, I, I like school choice. There's obviously a demand for it. The 2020 census showed that 11% of households with school-aged children have at least one homeschooled student, meaning there is a demand for an alternative to the public school. And just because a school or school district is not a good fit for one child, it's not an indictment of the whole district. It just means it may not meet the needs of that specific child or that family. Um, I do think it's an important note that in that census, think religion, because people associate a lot of times homeschooling with faith-based families. Religion was like number seven on the list. It has fallen dramatically since the 90s. Uh, Quality of education, uh, bullying, needs for kids who have maybe special learning needs or uh, disabilities. All of those reasons fall into it. And as you've brought up, not everyone has the ability to homeschool, especially if it's a single parent household. Not everyone can afford private school. So a charter school is another option. Well, my issue with it is this. What will ultimately end up happening is if there's going to be a charter school in a given area, there will be people who can afford to have the luxury to be able to send their kids to that school instead of the one they are going to currently. If that happens on a large scale, ultimately the school, the original school is going to lose funding, which means the kids who don't have the ability to leave that school and go somewhere farther... I, I am afraid that what will happen to them is their experience is going to worsen. You And just to clarify, by afford, you mean like transportation-wise? Transportation-wise. Because wise, charter or, schools are free. Yeah, yeah. For, transportation. For yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I if, if they don't have the ability to do it for whatever reason, I don't like the idea of public schools losing money. Mm-hmm. Because we know that it's not going to improve a school or a school district if you give them less money. And you can certainly make the argument that in some cases, maybe there's a district or an administrator that is mishandling funds or they're getting too much, but I don't think you can make that case that it is happening in all school districts or even most of them. Um, anything you missed? Oh, shoot. We needed to, we have, I got to mention the, um, uh, the drone oh, issue. Geez. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird. It's, it's the silliest thing. We talked to Alicia Sonier, who is a, an older woman for Ward 7 in the city of St. Louis and an outside company named SMS Novel. Unilaterally Wash- decided up. Out of Washington, D.C., no d- less. Decided they were going to send, um, uh, surveillance drones to this neighborhood to look out for crime. Well, as you can imagine, the residents there, not happy. I think what you're saying is, uh, what you're seeing is exploitation and honestly fraudulent behavior and risky behavior because someone is telling you, you know, crime is so absurd that what you need to do is you need to pay me to come in and record you in your community. You don't know where, what their recording will go. You don't know who has access to it. And it's in people's communities. So I could track what time you get home, when you leave. I could be following your kids. I could catch intimate moments. Maybe you're breastfeeding. All those things would be on this drone. And then you can come buy it from us. It's just exploitation. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. That's There has already been a cease and desist letter from the city um, sent the way of this company. Just they, a really weird thing. The city asked Jomo Johnson, the CEO of the company, well, okay, if you are focused on deterring crime, why aren't you headed north? Because this is Bradway Park. This is further south. Yeah. Why aren't you headed to North St. Louis where there is even more crime? And they said they didn't feel safe operating there. 
So there's that. Uh, and then St. Louis is not the only city, but it is one of three. Los Angeles, Memphis, and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jomo Johnson, his company, decided unilaterally to start surveilling these cities. And it feels off to me. The the academic, the perhaps the legal word would be icky. Yeah. <laughs> it feels icky. And what did she Ugh. say? She said that they wouldn't do it in North City. Because they didn't feel safe. Because they didn't feel yeah. safe there. Well, Okay, okay. If the idea is to help in a high, high crime area, then you need to go where the high crime is. But not too high. But not too high. <laughs> well, that's way too dangerous. Weird. We like our drones the way we like our crime. High. <laughs> what? You're the worst. I don't know. I'm just thinking of the drones flying high because you were saying if you were on the 18th floor... And let's say you get a high floor, your apartment, your condo. You mm-hmm. want it on the third floor, the 15th, the 18th, whatever, because you like the privacy. You're sitting on your couch and you look out the window. There's a drone staring at you. Just looking in the window. You could be in your nudies. So I guess I'll I'll just always have to be presentable no matter what, just in case the drone flies by. Keep your pants on. Chris and Amy on KMOX. A text message from Big Blonde Dan, uh, 314-436-7900, says John Hancock intentionally leaves his pizza out on the counter so he can have a cold piece with his coffee in the morning. No, that so can't gross. be true. You would get a disease. You would have, you'd be sick. I know. Put it in the fridge. I, I love cold pizza in the fridge. I know a lady who will, if she has a burrito, she will... If she doesn't finish the burrito, mm-hmm. um, or she used to do this in college, she will bring it home, put it on the nightstand, wait till the morning, and then finish it. No, you yep. can't do that. She said it coagulates, and it's just perfect. Well, no, said, well, well, it'll I'm not coagulate in the fridge without yeah. potential bacteria. She said room temperature burrito is fantastic, according to her. Okay, but let's say it gets to be room temperature in a half an hour. Eat it then, not eight hours later. <laughs> well, Ugh. you talk to her. Remember when Kevin Wheeler ate fish that had been sitting out? No, I don't. It was a party. I guess it was a long yeah. party. And he ate fish at the end of the party. And apparently it was not good for the next 48 hours. <laughs> My it friend, by the way, uh, was worked, not good. worked for the Republican Party for a minute. I don't think she still does. The burrito lady? Yeah. Did you date her? She worked, no, she worked for uh, one of the representatives of Northern Illinois. Don't you date a lot of conservatives? I, I end up dating a lot of conservatives. It's so interesting. Not on purpose. It just happens because I'm equal opportunity. I don't think that's why. It is. No. It's not a game. It's not a. more pleasant. It is not a deal breaker for me. It just isn't. It should be. (laughs) Why? I don't know because I feel like you guys would get into a lot of arguments. I'd give Bobert a shot. it's not. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Not little. Hey. Um. (laughs) All right. You know what? Before you go any further, let me do a thing that is very, very important. And we've been talking about it for a few I'm, days. I'm going to say what it is. Go ahead. Because while I was on my way to Ballpark Village today, I saw the giant sign, Billy Joel Sting. Billy Joel Sting with no, no spaces. No punctuation in no spaces. It was a giant banner hanging outside Bush Stadium, Billy Joel Sting. Billy Joel and Sting. They needed the and. Live in concert at Bush Stadium, September 27. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster, or they will be soon. And we've got a pair of tickets to give away right now. Caller number 18-314-436-7900. You're going to a concert at Bush Stadium. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. 
Congratulations, Teresa from Webster Groves. What is it with the Webster Groves people? Last couple of days have been uh, big hub. fast and furious fingers dialing in to win Billy Joel and Sting tickets. Big hub for Sting. My guess is Webster Groves like Sting more than they like Billy Joel. Mm. And then Kirkwood likes Billy Joel more than they like Sting. Why? I don't know. <laughs> you just pulling it out? Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of that, yep. there's a thing you should do. Well, Amy, let me ask you this question. How often do you change your underwear? Okay, well, that's personal. <sighs> yeah, but I got to know. Um, Twice a day. Because I'm thinking of like... Twice? Yeah, so you, you know, you because run you shower and, in the yeah, morning okay. and you change them. And then at night, you, I generally like shower again. Okay. I guess sometimes... Three? No, I mean, it can be three depending on the showers, but I would say generally twice. Okay. Well, once if it's like I shower later, like if I get up, run, do something, shower later, I guess. Because it's really, yeah. Because I shower once. Let's just say you have just a regular day, no running, no anything. Oh, at least once. At least once. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, the Daily Mail Mm -hmm. um, talked to some dermatologists about how often you should change your underwear. Mm -hmm. And um, you may be surprised to find out. That for men, it doesn't need to be done every day. That's disgusting. Yeah, well, dermatologist uh, Anju Methil, I guess I pronounced that correctly. Well, <laughs> this seems reputable. He's with Clinic Spots. And he says, in situations with minimal activity and no sweating, changing every other day may be acceptable. May be acceptable, probably if you're on a deserted island situation. Men's looser fitting styles like boxers may also allow for Mm -hmm. slightly longer wear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah Roberts, who is a skincare specialist, said that uh, men and women suffer from some similar risks when it comes to wearing the same pair of underwear for more than a couple of days. But women Skin have irritation, more risks. But women do have yeah. more risks because there are more places for bacteria to hide. <laughs> That's, right. That's I'm trying to trying to give you that is I read uh, the cleanly article. as possible. It was very explicit. Skin irritation, rashes, um, if you have pre-existing conditions like eczema or psoriasis, if you re-wear underwear too often without washing it, this is due to friction whoa, and trapped moisture. Whoa. Rewear? That implies that you're taking off your underwear and then putting it back on. I've never done that once in my life. Once it's off, it it's doesn't. Off. I, I mean, you put it in the washing machine. You yeah. it doesn't go back on. I have a. Um, have you ever? Well, let me ask you this real quick. Have you ever put socks back on? So maybe you wore socks for a little bit. And then you go to bed, you take them off, you threw them on the ground, and then you wake up the next day and you run some errands, and you're like, I'm not going to put on a fresh pair of socks. Here's just the the socks I had on for a little bit yesterday. Only you ever do that? If they're running, if they're running socks, and I put them on in the evening, I don't sleep with my socks on, so I'll take my socks off. And if I wake up in the morning early to run, okay, I'll wear those. But if it's to do errands, no, I do new socks. I have a friend who, and because he told me he did this, now. I don't wear I, socks anymore. Well, well, no, not that. I knew a guy who never wore socks. That's gross. I yeah. don't even understand that. Uh, he's an older man too. He just he never wore socks. Um, but this friend mm-hmm. told me that even if he puts on socks, like let's say he's getting ready for the day, yeah, and he puts on a pair of socks and then realizes quickly, oh, I don't want to wear these. I want to wear a different pair. He can't put those back on. I used to be that way. So even if they're on for seconds, yeah. As soon as he takes them off, mm-hmm. they go right into the dirty bin, 
and he can't wear them again. Like that to me is excessive. It's excessive. And I used to be that way. But here's the thing. So I belong to Genesis Health Club at Ballpark Village and I was, you know, getting cleaned up there this morning. And for a split second, I had that. Did I pack underwear? And if I had not packed underwear, I would have been stuck there. Because you have, I, I don't understand people who don't wear underwear. It grosses me out. I can't even say it. I can't even say it out loud. It's just so gross to me. Um, and I could never put on old underwear. So I would have been stuck there. I would have had to call someone, Mason Jar, and say, can you bring my underpants <laughs> to, <laughs> to Genesis Health Club? Because I'm stuck. I'm stuck here. I can't do the show. <laughs> And if you think I'm joking about having that thought. Why, why would you just, you know, freeform it? No. It's you can so do that. gross to me. No. The only reason I can't do it is because of uh, too much rubbing, you know? Well, I don't I, know. I need a barrier. Your word for it. I need a barrier between, you know, that and then the pants. I have to have a barrier. What if they're sweatpants? Even then. Yeah. Even then. It's just a growth. It's a hygiene thing. Um. But you did have a really nice song you were singing. Oh, my underwear are fun to wear. That's why I wear my underwear. That's a a great song. You don't know that one? No. (laughs) It's such a good song. Yeah. Well, I I don't know where we go from here. (laughs) You have one, don't you? A song? Yeah. Well, I heard it. Well, what is it? Tra-la-la-boom-dee-ay. I'll take your pants away. If you're still standing there, I'll take your underwear. (laughs) What is that? I don't know. Uh, it was like one of those like schoolyard songs, I guess. I oh. Mean, I didn't sing it. Well, I don't know. I, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. And it's from the Ed Sullivan show. Tra-la-la-boom-dee? Yeah. I'll take your pants Tra-ra-ra-boom-dee. away? Tra-la-la-boom-dee. Uh-huh. Yes. I'll the take Ed your Sullivan pants away. Show. That sounds kind of um, scandalous for the Ed Sullivan show. Uh, and it's apparently it's, it's children singing it. Well... That's how I I heard my goddaughter was like running around singing this song. And I'm like, what are you singing? And it was that song. (laughs) But she doesn't watch the Ed Sullivan show. (laughs) No. I don't think she did. I don't think she watched the Ed Sullivan show. So uh, back to the Daily Mail. By the way, I love the Daily Mail just because of the absolute nonsense in it sometimes. But if you, it it does say that uh, clinically speaking, for certain women at certain times, you might want to uh, change more than once a day. So, that they had to put that in a yes. story is the dumbest yes. thing. Well, duh. Well, no, I think the story is that if you're a if men typically mm-hmm. don't have to change their underwear every single day, that you can get away with every forty eight hours. Which no, never, never unless I am deathly ill and can't move, mm-hmm. that is never happening. I, I will think, never wear underwear for two straight days. I think if I'm deathly ill and can't move, you'll find my dead body sprawled out trying to change my underwear. <laughs> Uh, in hot and humid climates, which counts for St. Louis, changing underwear even more than once a day might be necessary to maintain good hygiene. Yeah, because it's just gross. And and here's the thing. I think, too, you know, I wake up early, you shower early, you go all day, you're doing errands, you're working. Change your underwear before you go to bed. You wouldn't sleep in your clothes. Um, So change your underwear. yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't sleep in your clothes on purpose. Oh, yeah, you. It was a. You have slept in your clothes. Technically, you took your pants off, though. I did. But my shoes were still on. I wasn't there, to clarify. This was his. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like I have like firsthand knowledge of this. (laughs) I found you like that, you know? (laughs) 
Um, Ranji, what are you doing? Ranji went out partying, allegedly, with some friends. And he doesn't remember going home, but he got home. Mm -hmm. And when he woke up in the morning, he had his coat on. Jacket. Jacket. He had his shoes on. Yep. But he had no pants on. That's correct. And to this day, he doesn't know if he somehow pulled the pants off over the shoes. And put the shoes back on. Or if he took his shoes off and then put them back on. I can't tell you. I like to think it's the latter. I like to think that in your drunken stupor, you uh, un- you took your shoes off, put your took your pants off, and then put your shoes back on. See, I which feels like a really respectable attention to detail. I agree with you. I actually respect you more if that's what you did. A uh, text messenger back to a previous discussion we mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. says that they in their college days mm-hmm. several times would leave pizza out on the counter. And then would eat it cold slash warmed up the next day. No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I had, um, uh, I know someone who grew up in a large family with a lot of boys. And they just had an underwear drawer. Hmm? So, like, you would buy yeah. underwear for all the boys. Yeah. And throw it in a drawer. That means you didn't have your own underwear. It means you were sharing underwear. Oh, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Oh, I know families. But do you know what I mean? Because it's like a bunch of kids. You're sharing yeah. a bedroom. You've got your you got four boys, five boys, however many boys well, it is. And you just have one giant underwear drawer. Tell me if you've heard this one. Mm-hmm. I know people who have um, been maybe poorer situations mm-hmm. or parents were cheap situations. I know what you're going to say. Multiple kids would use the same bath water. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Well, that's how they did it in the cowboy days. The yeah, whole but, family. Uh, I'm talking about in the last 50 years or 60, 60 years or so. Well, it wouldn't be here because the city of St. Louis has a I flat rate for so, water. But... They don't <laughs> charge you for water use. <laughs> so you're not saving know. any money. Wouldn't that know. suck? Yeah, well, if, that would you, be awful. if you grew up that way and then you realized you weren't saving any money? That would be a real, <laughs> yes. Downer. Yeah, you're right. But I wonder if you, if you grew up like that and you just thought that's how it was, would you even think it's gross? I would think so. It is pretty disgusting. Using the same bathwater as your brothers and sisters? I mean, I know like little kids, when they're two and three, you always see the famous, you know, like everyone has their family photos of the siblings in the bathtub. Right. When you're like two or three, that's one thing. Is that still a no-no? Remember how it was okay and then now, then it became a thing where you're not supposed to post photos of your child, your little toddler in the bath? Yeah, posting it, I think, is a no-no. Yeah. But everybody, like in the 80s, you would just, you would have... The pictures, or like a Polaroid, even of all the bubbles, and they've got their um, maybe they're two or three years old, and it's it, they're cute photos because you they would always take the suds. Did you ever pile the suds on your head or come, give come yourself on. a suds beard? Obviously. Okay. What kind of question is that? Well, you didn't post it, so I don't know. <laughs> um, a I didn't have Facebook when I was a kid. Texter says, I used to wear women's underwear during the winter, but I stopped because they don't keep my ears warm enough. Okay. Is that the kind of pervert we have listening to this show? Is that This is one of your fans. That is not one of... What do you mean? A crude Chicago sports bro. It's a 636 area code. But he moved here. Okay. Why would you blame that on me? Because it's your kind of fan. You're kind of crowd. No, because maybe they they could be a fan of you too. I don't think so. Yes, they could. Because they, they look at you like what is it's like a like a zoo animal. You know, you're just so different and weird from them. I, they're, but they're a big fan of you. Well, if he's doing that, I'm glad I'm different from them. <laughs>
Uh, another message yeah. says, uh, just incredulous, you don't shower before you go to bed? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why you have the two a day because you shower and you go all day long and you're just at work and it's gross. I don't always. I don't always. If it, if I had a day that it feels like I need to, yeah. I can't get in bed with this, then, then I will. I have to shower the first thing I do when I get home from a baseball game because it's hot and sweaty. You got to shower before you go to bed. Well, yeah. Baseball Especially game. you. I'm sweaty. You're very sweaty. I'm gross. That's what I've heard. Um, a, a texter, not a texter, but a message mm-hmm. to YouTube because we stream live on YouTube and Facebook Live says, I love this show. First time finally watching live. How do we look? Oh. I think we look pretty good, probably. I have kind of a weird hair day. Oh, it's a little flat okay. on top. Do you remember the Bugs Bunny cartoon where he pretends to be a hairstylist and the red monster is there and he's combing the monster's hair? What is he, that red monster? <laughs> I forgot. It's shaped like a tooth? Yeah. But it, yeah. thing has got no arms, red. right? No, he has arms. Does but he? he's just big and tall and rectangular. And then Bugs Bunny is parting his hair down the middle and combs it. And he goes, you're such a beautiful monster. <laughs> That's what I look like today. <laughs> oh, he does have arms. He, he looks like a heart. He's shaped like yeah. a heart. But there's an episode where Bugs Bunny is combing his hair, and he parts it down the middle and says, aren't you such a beautiful monster? That's what I look like today. And he's wearing sneakers. His name is Gossamer. Gossamer. I remember Gossamer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 314-436-7900 to join the show. Did we tell you that tickets are selling quickly for an evening with Oliver Marmol, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, January 18th at Tapawingo Golf Club for a flat rate of 75 bucks. You get dinner, get a couple of drinks, you get a Q&A with Ollie Marmol. Tom Ackerman will be there, and then uh, the floor will be open up for questions, and you can you can talk directly to the Cardinals manager. It's a very, very cool thing. It's the kind of access you typically don't get, and usually in settings like that, the managers are more laid back, so they might be more willing to answer some things they wouldn't say um, during a press conference. Yep. So kmox.com slash events, an evening with Oliver Marmol, Tapawingo Golf Club, January 18th, and again, tickets are going quickly for that. If you want to get in, I would suggest not waiting. Were you going to say something? No. I found the clip where Bugs Bunny is brushing Gossamer's hair, and I'm very excited to show you. Gossamer's a nice boy. Yep. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. What a shame. Such an interesting monster, too. My stars, if an interesting monster can't have an interesting hairdo, then I don't know what things are coming to. I do remember it. I remember him styling the hair with the part. Yeah, he parts it, and it kind of looks like George Washington, and he pushes the curls down. And then he exploded him with dynamite. He did. Which was not nice because the monster was giving in. I will say the monster did seem like he was enjoying the hairdo, and then Bugs Bunny said he was going to give him a perm, but instead he put dynamite in his hair. We did have a texter who said, monsters are such interesting people. (laughs) Uh, So they get it. The texters get it. The texters get it. Here's another one that says, growing up with siblings, first bath was the cleanest water. Last one was the deepest water. Oh! (laughs) What kind of people do we have listening to this program? Well, when you're kids, who knows what kids do? That's so disgusting that people actually did that. Well, I do think about that. That's actually... 
the worst part about cowboy movies. It's not typhoid. It's yeah. not the shootouts. There's no running water. It's the family bathtub. They have to go get buckets, and they have to bring them in and dump them into that uh, the copper tub. And next to the fire. Next to the fire. And then everybody has to take their turn. Oh, gosh. I I don't even like bathing in my own self. I don't take baths. I don't bathe in my own bath water. (laughs) Hey, anything you missed on the show today is Uh, on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it, man. You're going to love it. The podcasts are there. The show is live. We're back tomorrow at 10 o'clock on the Odyssey app, 98.7 FM, 1120 AM, YouTube and Facebook. Chris and Amy on KMOX. Dave Glover's next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.